Welcome to the Wired for Success podcast, your show for ambitious, mission-driven entrepreneurs who want to build million-dollar businesses without sacrificing their health, relationships, or happiness, who understand that in order to build their empire, they need a solid foundation, and that the more they are thriving, the more their business is thriving too. This show brings you the very best from science, self-development, and entrepreneurship to set you up for sustainable success. Hi, I'm Claudia Garbett, the scientist turned mindset and high performance coach for entrepreneurs, and I help you get wired for success. Hey everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Wired for Success podcast, where we talk about all things science, self-development and entrepreneurship that help you get to that next level of success in your life and business. And today I'm bringing you a brand new and inspiring interview episode. My guest today is business consulting, consultant, marketing coach, and LinkedIn expert, Jessica Yarborough. Jessica has quickly developed a reputation of being one of the best business strategists and marketing and sales consultants for entrepreneurs who want to sell high value products and services. Her background is in international business and she has built multiple companies. Jessica is a genius at showing entrepreneurs how to build an expert platform, rapidly raise their value, build their credibility online and attract those high paying clients. So welcome Jessica and thank you so much for being on my show today. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So I read that your life has been full of those fascinating twists and turns that led you to where you are today. Can you tell us a little bit about those twists and turns? How did you end up doing what you're doing today? Yeah, I mean, I've, I think I've had a great journey. We've, we talked just before the show hit record, right, about our travels. And, you know, um, I started managing companies really young, um, started consulting really young. I uh, built a startup company here in San Diego. Uh, and I I was really hitting it hard because we were trying to build fast. And I think there was just a part of me that really wanted to still dive into who I was at a deeper level. And so I got to the edge of burnout, right? I call it either close to a nervous breakdown or spiritual awakening, whatever you want to call it. They can be the same interchangeable words. And I went on, I met a friend on vacation in Thailand and I decided at that point to make the decision to walk away from the company that I built um, and buy a one-way ticket. And I spent four years traveling the world, going on a deep um, you know, spiritual journey, discovering more of who I was. I, you know, became a yoga teacher. I, you know, traveled and backpacked all over Asia um, Central America. And I really was like, okay, I'm done with the business world. And then I got pregnant with my daughter and was like, holy crap. Okay. I don't want to live that lifestyle anymore. Um, even though I do love traveling, we travel in a very different way now. And so I went back to what my greatest strengths were. And that is um, being a business strategist and also still being an effective teacher um, and being able to take these complex topics and, and teach it uh, break it down to simple, digestible things that people can do to get massive results. So I built my business from the ground up while I was pregnant as a single mom to a seven figure company. And I am here today really helping a lot of entrepreneurs who exited the corporate world in senior levels, um, whether they were C-suite, you know, or VPs or senior directors to uh, monetize their genius and sell high five and even six figure packages and really grow their expert authority online. 
Oh, such a great story. Thank you for sharing. I always find it so fascinating to look at all those twists and turns that in our lives that get us to where we are now. And the good times, as well as the bad times, the successes and the failures, and just all the experiences that really shape who we become and also what we see, what we see around us, because it's not what you look at, it's what you see, right? So I don't know about you, but in hindsight, I've probably learned more from the dark times in my life and the failures than I've learned from my successes. So maybe it's the same for you. And sometimes, or in general, sometimes it seems you have to be tested to find your strength. So what do you, what do you say? What has been the most challenging time in your life so far? And what ideas, tools, or strategies did you find most helpful to navigate that challenging time? Well, I've definitely been through a lot of challenging times in my life. Um, you know, sometimes people look at a success story and think, oh, they had it easy or that was handed to them. And they don't realize what uh, kind of how that person um, grew and evolved to be the person that they are today. And, um, you know, I always say outside of parenthood, the entrepreneurship is the biggest personal development journey you can go on. And so, you know, for me, the hardest part, the hardest journey I've been on was when I had pretty much exited the business world. And, you know, I had a child coming into the world and I was trying to make a name for myself and build this business from scratch. I mean, I always tell people that, you know, the first one to three years of building a business are the hardest. They're the most challenging as you're trying to find your voice and just build a foundation. Um, and I did that all while raising my daughter. And, you know, um, I wouldn't say I had a ton of experience with children to begin with. And so what I leaned on was number one, I leaned on having a really long-term vision. I could have easily gone and gotten a job. I knew it wasn't going to be fulfilling, especially after, you know, wandering the earth and having such a profound sense of freedom and having already been an entrepreneur. I knew that wasn't going to be fulfilling. And I certainly didn't want to step into a startup you know, and drink that Kool-Aid and go through that experience again, I was done with that. So having that long-term vision that I knew that those first one to three years, they were going to challenge the heck out of me. Right. And, and, but I knew that if I just trusted my vision, um, that, and, and just stay true to the process that I would break into higher levels of income than I could ever receive at a, a career. So that was one lesson. I think so many people give up because, they see what seven figure and even eight figure entrepreneurs have and they want it. And when it doesn't come in immediately, they're like, okay, you know, I'm not there. I was supposed to be sipping uh, my tie on the beach. That's not going to happen. Okay. That is not a reality. That's a disconnect from reality with what it takes to building a business. Um, and so they give up too easily. So one of the lessons for me was again, just like really trusting in my own abilities. Um, other lessons were, you know, when you're first starting out, you're trying a lot of different things and you're going to fail. My goal is to fail fast in those like test things, you get through it and again, be unattached. And I know it can be really hard, especially when you're investing money and sometimes things don't work and you get frustrated and you try another thing and another thing. And that is just part of the process and being okay and unattached to that. And again, just having that mindset around um, in being able to invest in yourself and invest in the business and know, I don't care what anybody says, else says it does truly take money to make money. And so understanding that um, you have to move beyond the fear around investing, um, the scarcity mindset, 
and know that this is how you're going to actually grow. So those are some different lessons that I definitely went through. No, those are great lessons. Um, if you had to boil it down, maybe not just the lessons you learned from entrepreneurship, but from life in general, and you, is there one lesson you wish your daughter learned from you or one core belief that you would like her to adopt to help her live a great life? Absolutely. It's one, it took me a long time to get this one and uh, you teach people your value. Mm -hmm. That would be it. And so one of the journeys that I went on and that I've seen clients literally with decades of experience, even beyond me go through is a real uh, mindset issue around their Mm self-worth. And it took me a long time to get it. And so you teach people your value. And the reality is I learned a long time ago that if I don't see and own my value, that no one else around me will. And so owning your value, owning your gifts, owning your worth, whether that is you know, being able to, um, powerfully position yourself for a next level promotion within a a career or whether it's being able to command more money, um, for the value that you do, your worth also has to do with the types of people you attract, what you allow in your life, you know, whether you have healthy clients and boundaries or whether you have toxic ones, it all comes down to your self-worth and what you believe and know to be true about you. Oh, that's a great lesson for sure. Thank you for sharing. So right now, what does success look like to you? How do you define success right now? Because sometimes, I mean, these things evolve through over time, right? Success does not always look the same as you progress your journey on your journey. So how do you define success right now? So success for me is a couple of things. Number one, it's time freedom. And, you know, uh, being able to spend more quality time with my daughter and being able to travel and have that freedom. I know people talk about it, but true time freedom is also having the support team around you. And especially for moms or other parents who are listening, that, that means yes, having, you know, your marketing person, your, your ops person, or what have you for your business, but also having your your home support system, whether that is a house cleaner, um, you know, a, a personal assistant. And, and I'll tell you one of the biggest gifts I ever gave myself last year was a personal chef, which sounds crazy. Wow. Sounds crazy, right? To have that, but to have someone that is preparing nourishing meals for you. Um, it's not that of course I'm a great cook. I can do that, but to have someone preparing that for you, and then you're able to actually spend more time doing things that you love, um, is such a gift and to be nourished in that way. So there's so many aspects of freedom and for everyone it's different. Um, you know, for some people, it's going to be more about time for some people, it's going to be monetary things like houses and cars. And those are great as well. And for others, it's going to be experiences or, you know, uh, one of my love languages is acts of service, which is why I love having that support system in place. So to me, that is what true, um, the true benefit of entrepreneurship on a personal level outside of course, you know, changing lives and helping people step into their own worth and ultimate life vision. Sounds amazing. I love that idea of having a private chef, although I do love cooking too. So Hmm. (laughs) I'm curious, what big exciting goals have you set for yourself for the new year that bring you closer to that version of success? What would you like to achieve this year in your personal and business life? Well, in my business life, we're looking to double the growth. So, and help more people, um, and also 
draw more and more people in who are high level um, and that's happening and it's great. And then the other thing would be for my personal life is taking one week off a month. So I've already kind of cleared my schedule. I used to take four weeks of vacation a year and I want to up that this year to one week off a month. Like that is a personal goal of mine that uh, I'm setting. Sounds great. Okay, so let's switch gears and talk business. So yes. you, as you said, you help our coaches and consultants scale to multiple six and seven figures. Yes. What's the most common mistake you see those people make when it comes to packaging their expertise into those ultra high-end offers that sell for 25K or 100K or even more? Yeah, well, typically people come to me for three reasons. One, how do I sell high ticket, ultra high ticket? How do I find people to pay me that much? And then for those that are typically at 250 to 600,000, I'm at the center of the business. How do I can't do more to make more without burning out mm -hmm. or, you know, breaking my uh, relationships. So, you know, how do I, how do I actually scale? And so the biggest mistake people make in that first area is they truly don't understand how to put it all together. And um, it's not just a price tag. It really isn't. Uh, it's about a couple of things, codifying really what is your unique genius. And even if you've been doing a lot of things, it's putting that together into a next level system that you can attach a massive transformation and therefore a massive uh, price tag to defining that, how that, that codifying of the genius, and then powerfully being able to articulate that, to communicate this. And I would say 90% of entrepreneurs that are stuck at under a half a million typically struggle to communicate their value in the marketplace effectively. Like their message doesn't land. So that's one. Number two, it's got to be positioned correctly. And when I say position, it has to be right market, right match. So if you're struggling to sell to people, uh, $5,000 packages, uh, they may not be the right people. There are plenty of people who can pay you a lot more or they might be the right people and you're just positioned wrong. So not only do you need to have the right market, but you, you need to be positioned as a credible expert in the marketplace. And then your product needs to be positioned as truly transformational. So if you say the price is 75,000, the response is that seems reasonable, mm -hmm. which it, it, you know, it might sound kind of crazy to some people, but if you are positioned correctly, right market, right match, you're standing in your authority and owning your value. You truly codified something that is going to transform people's lives and you package it into something that is, you know, a no brainer offer, then you will get that response. And it's how I've had clients who struggle to, you know, sell three to $5,000 packages, turn around and sell 25,000, 75,000. I've even had clients sell multiple six figure packages, replacing their entire income for an entire year with one deal. So it is possible, but there is a process, um, and a strategy for how you approach that. Mm. Yeah. Because when we're talking about creating these types of high ticket offers, what I imagine that very common minds or what I've seen is what very common mindset blocks are these feeling like an imposter when sure. you first start out and putting these packages together, feeling like an imposter or just thinking that nobody is ever going to pay me that much money, right? So okay. I remember when I when I started out building my business and I saw those 25k offers or something, I would think like, well, that's ridiculous. 
<laughs> and it really took me quite some time to even consider putting a high ticket offer together. There was so much old conditioning and money yes. and blocks that I had to work through to even get through that initial block. So what was it like for you when you put together your very first high ticket offer? Did you have to overcome these blocks too or and if, yes. how did you do that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think there were different, I always tell people, um, you know, you have a number in your mind of what you believe yeah. is possible to charge. Okay. And that is your, that is your ceiling. Yes, and I'm going to tell you when you come to me to triple or quadruple it typically, right? Some people, we 10 X their price. It just depends on where they're at. Um, and so that is the reference point in your subconscious mind. Like this is what I'm worth. And what we have to do is create a new reference point. Yeah. And so I did go through this process multiple times. I mean, even for my first $5,000 package, um, that was probably one of the biggest breakthroughs, even before the 25 and 50 and up, right? It was just getting to that point where that track record of old beliefs was playing in my head, just like what you said, I'm not worth it. Nobody's going to pay me this, all of this. And I remember going through it with my coach. I actually wrote an article on LinkedIn about it where I could hear the thoughts but I suddenly became like, I recognized that they weren't mine. They weren't me. Mm -hmm. It was like a track record playing. And what was interesting is as I help people after that, um, I would hear the same track record come out of them and they would also recognize that it's not really true. So there is belief systems that we take on, um, that are just disseminated throughout our culture, throughout our society. And so that was a big breakthrough. And then of course, having the bigger and bigger ones. And here's what I tell people, because we can do all the mindset things in the world, right? And for some people, mindset shifts happen very quickly. And you're a mindset expert. As you know, some people mindset stuff, it takes forever. It just, it's their, it's their willingness and it's their background. There's so many, there's so much complexity. So what I say is this, um, the fastest way to break through your limiting beliefs is to prove to your subconscious mind that it's possible. Hmm. Okay. That's the fastest way. Cause then there's no arguing with it. So the way that we overcome it is by putting something together that, you know, even if you're a little nervous about it, like you feel good about it, you're confident. And I'm going to help, like, I help people master how they communicate and teach how they pitch, how they do everything. So it's like one of my clients who is ex corporate attorney and just really stuck at uh, about a hundred K and around these $5,000 packages, even though she was nervous going into this conversation, she spent so much work on that, the offer structure positioning and all that. And her sales conversation that she felt confident enough to go into it. And then she sold her first 20 K package. Then she did it again and again, and again, and again, and again, and again, and again. And it was like, once she hit it, she was like, Oh my gosh, this is it. And so, you know, if you struggle with the mindset um, what I say is the fastest way to move through it is to take action, to build it, to sell it, to get your yes. And now suddenly you've created a new reference point of what's possible in your mind and every other package beyond that, even if it's two, three, four times the price is going to become easier and easier. Yeah. It's so fascinating, right? In the beginning, you struggle to put together something that's my, maybe a 2K or something. And I feel so scary. I'm like, oh my goodness. And once you sold it, it's like, huh, it's not that bad at all. <laughs> you can yeah. move to the next level. And, and what I tell my clients, um, especially who want to sell really higher end packages and they're, they're on the fence and some people, maybe they've sold a 25, but they're like, how do I go to hundred K or they're at 10 K packages? And they're like, how do I go to 50 K? Um, 
the thing I tell them is, look, when you sell it, the only, there's only one thing that you will say to yourself. Can you guess what that is? In the conversation or in your yeah. head? To yourself, yeah. You say you can do it? <laughs> yeah, you will say, why didn't I do this sooner? <laughs> oh, right. Gotcha. Because, and I'm sure you've experienced that, right? Yeah. It's like when you do it, you're like, God, why was I self-sabotaging for decades or however long it is? Why didn't I do this sooner? Yeah. You know, and I think, and that can be true for so many things in life, whether it's your money or whether, uh, you know, your money or your value, or whether it's like working out or whatever it may be, why didn't I do this sooner? This is so awesome. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's a beautiful place to get to. It's a beautiful place to watch people have those breakthroughs and, um, really step into it, you know, the next level version of themselves as they shed those past belief systems and they can be dissolved very quickly. They really can. You can break through rapidly. Uh, to another level of success. I always tell people that if you're like, but I've been struggling for so long. It's like, you can literally have life-changing income happen in a relatively short amount of time. And then that's it. Like there's no going back after that point. Yeah. Sometimes those transformations can be really quick. Yep. Now finding the confidence and the courage to put together, say a 25K or, for, or even something more expensive is one thing, but finding those clients who are actually willing and able to buy those offers. That's quite another one. So what are your best tips for finding those high level clients to fill those ultra high end offers? Can you walk us through your lead generation and qualification process? Yeah. So every program is different. Every strategist is different. For me, I focus on LinkedIn. Um, I've taught Facebook, I understand other platforms, but LinkedIn is primarily what I focus on. And that's because I'm working with a lot of high level clients, again, who came from the corporate world and they're either coaches or consultants. So they're wanting to go into small, medium, uh, or even large businesses, um, their executive leadership or their high level business strategists. Um, I do have some life coaches that again, target executives or high-end kind of matchmakers or dating coaches, but they're people that want to, that are very professional. And so we focus on LinkedIn primarily, and then some other things as well. Um, for me, what I tell my clients is it all comes down to your, your marketing or influence system. And that's a three three areas that we focus on. One, you have to have expert positioning. So many people that are struggling in a sea of sameness, if you will, are viewed, they're perceived online on a peer-to-peer -peer level. And someone is not going to pay you. They might pay you five grand, two grand, but they're not going to pay you 25, 50 or hundred K if they see you on the same level as them. So it's very important that we build expert positioning online that, so that you're perceived as a true expert, not just someone who they're going to get on the elevator with and get off on the same floor, but who can take them all the way to the top. And so positioning is key. And, you know, my program's called expert accelerator. I teach this concept called the four ladders of influence. You have generalist, jack of all trades, Jill of all trades, master of none, typically stagnant at 150 K or less specialists pick a lane, start to gain notoriety, um, but don't, doesn't quite have um, scalability built in their business. They're typically trapped between well, 150 to maybe 350 on the high end. What we want to move you into is ascend up the ladder and that is expert authority. And that's where you get that half million to multiple seven figures. And so the positioning is key. The um, audience is key. You know, if you don't have the right people in your audience, then obviously they're not going to be able to buy from you. So we need to build the right audience and you don't need to have a Gary V level of audience size. You can have 
10,000 people following you and a, a multiple seven figure business. It's like, or you can have less and have a high six. So it's not about the quantity. It's about the quality of the people that are in your audience and you need to build it the right way and make sure that you're hitting the mark with your messaging so that you're magnetizing people to you and that are a perfect fit. And quite frankly, repelling anyone who's not a fit, like they should be turned off from your message. They should be triggered. I don't like you quit following you. Great. Goodbye. Right. You don't want them. What you want is an audience that is highly relevant. Those are the people that are going to listen to you, have that instant trust and rapport and ultimately raise their hand to work with you. Mm, great tips. Now for many of the listeners, they might be thinking, well, I would love to attract those dream clients, but unfortunately I seem to attract all those people who might want what I have to offer, but they say, at least they say, they can't afford it. So what would be your advice in those situations? How do you deal with those money objections? So I actually just published my latest newsletter, which is the top 10 reasons why prospects are, are wasting time on calls and what to do about it. So, I mean, I prefer the way that I teach and structure my business is I don't bother to overcome objections. Okay. I don't, I don't teach tactics to overcome objections. I'm not trying to overcome anything. I set the sales conversation and everything up on the front end so that you're overcoming objections before they even happen. And this is not an icky salesy, you know, kind of conversation. It's very relationship-based, especially when you're selling ultra high end, um, none of that stuff, you know, flies. And so usually when people are struggling are getting pushback on sales conversations. It's one of three areas. It's your offer is a problem. Your marketing is a problem or you suck at sales. Like that's the ugly truth of that last one. Your offer kind of, we talked about, it could be wrong, wrong market. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and you need to market it, position it to another person. I had one of my clients, he came out of corporate. He's a, he's a sales superstar, but he was struggling out of fresh out of corporate to sell $3,000 packages. He was trying to go after new entrepreneurs. I was like, dude, you just came working with hundred million dollar plus, you know, companies in your corporate sales experience. We need to position you to go after companies, not, yeah. you know, individuals who he was talking over their head. His genius right. was so high. They didn't get it. They were too new. Um, his language, his messaging, and we repositioned him and he was able to shift into selling 30 and 62 K packages immediately. So it's gotta be the right market. It's gotta be the right offer. Um, from a marketing perspective, you have to be viewed as an expert. The messaging has to be aligned so that you're attracting the right people. You have to have a pre-qualification process so that you're not wasting time on people that aren't a fit. I always tell my clients, the fastest way to drain your energy is to get on the phone with people that will never buy from you. So yeah. don't do it. That's and then, yeah. And then your sales, it could be that you literally don't know how to hold the container of a sales conversation. You might not know what the arc, the emotional journey of a sales conversation is, how to ask the right questions, how to listen for what's not being said, how to demonstrate your authority, your credibility um, in that sales conversation and how to position your, your product as a heck yes. And so, or your service as a heck yes. So there's so many variables. I mean, Typically when somebody says I'm getting on leads that say they can't afford me, it's honestly uh, several of the things that need to be realigned. Um, but really when you have marketing sales, marketing offer sales, 
all aligned, then the, the sales should be flowing uh, like a well-oiled machine. <laughs> Great tips. Thank you so much for sharing. So last but not least, where can our listeners find you online if they would like to connect or work with you? Well, definitely come to my website, jessicayarbro.com. Otherwise, hit me up on LinkedIn and let me know. Send a message that you heard me on the show and I will accept. I put out a ton of content and free resources. I know I've shared some with you, Claudia, that Mm -hmm. the listeners can download. Um, And, uh, you know, I put out newsletters, content, everything that even if you decide not to work together, there's so much value that you can get just from my free content. Oh, perfect. Thank you so much. I will make sure to put all those links in the show notes. So thank you so much for sharing all those tips and insights with me and our audience today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Take care and talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Wired for Success podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you did, please take a sec to rate and review my show or share it with a friend. That way you can support the show and help me reach and support other entrepreneurs like yourself as well. If you would like my help to figure out how you can go from overwhelmed and overworked hustler to empowered and confident leader, check out my website at www.wiredforsuccess.solutions and book a free 20-minute strategy session with me. Can't wait to help you get wired for success. Until next time, take care. Bye.